This is Berlin Stories, a podcast about your first Anmeldung. We are your hosts, Bridget and Alex, broadcasting from Berlin to demystify the Ausländer experience, one podcast interview at a time. Visit our website for a transcript of the episode to assist with the listening experience. Today we're interviewing Javi. He's from Mexico and is currently on a student visa, or in English, a student visa, and is also hard at work with three different jobs. Hi, Javi. Nice to sit down with you. Hey, it's very nice. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, thanks for coming. What visa are you currently on? You said it was the student visa. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still doing my master's. I'm in the third semester now. And uh, I'm doing physics and engineering. And I am specializing in uh, FEM simulation, which is, uh, uh, yeah, computer simulated mechanics. Oh, cool. Yeah. And um, yeah, when I finish that, I hope to get... Uh, my search work search work visa like Arbeitssuchende visa mm-hmm. which is one and a half years that you get after you finish college to find yourself a job right so, so um which pretty, pretty much safe until 2022 right <laughs> okay that's pretty good but like wait how long is your student visa like now i went i went to the to the Ausländerbehörde and uh, i got a really good experience there oh. this last time because she was really nice she told me like oh you have everything now let me see she barely even saw it yeah you're now doing masters yeah how much time do you study for your masters well it's officially two years here's three years what yeah and i was like thank you you're welcome <laughs> sun's shining you know like perfect that's amazing that's yeah, crazy though really like this good. is exactly what it depends on though if the person is nice and is it in really a good does. mood or not it really does did you like catch her name are you sending her christmas cards no no, no no you no. probably just should just like wrap up get out of there pay, pay before they say no <laughs> yeah yeah oh i know i know what you mean yeah 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 but the one before that when i still didn't finish my bachelor's and i was already like in the 12th semester um from six yeah 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 <laughs> um they they were really hard you know they 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 started like yeah well you got six months how many subjects do you have to do well like three well you got six months you have one semester you don't do it then and then i did it uh, yeah it was a it was the best moment of my life yeah it's crazy especially if you're working on the side as well that they expect you to finish in time that's just impossible it is it is but they do let you go longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, unless you're on penalty. a weird visa. Well, they let me go. They let me go like twelve semesters, which know? is doubling it. Yeah, it's just doubling it. Exactly. I finished after that's what not, seven yeah. semesters, and that's like the shortest of all of my friends and acquaintances at uni. Like you're supposed to be done after six semesters. I did seven, and like I don't know anyone who's who's you know, who was as fast. I think if you show them progress. They let you, they just let you go. Right. Like, I think they have this feeling, you know, when, when you're just not, you, you go for the second time or something and you're just in the same spot. You haven't done a single, you know, point. Yeah. When you say they, are you talking about the Ausländerbehörde or like an advisor no, in uh, your school? Or? No, the Ausländerbehörde. Yeah. Okay. The, the Ausländerbehörde. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, uh, they see that you're going forward and they push you. Mm-hmm. If they're like... I don't know, well-fed and in a good mood and sexually satisfied. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and also, like, you come in with your perfect German. Now, me, I come in with, with my German that is good. And I um, I just start with Good Morgen. Yeah. You know? and, and they're immediately happy. Yeah. You know? 
I can I can see I, I don't I first of all I don't understand why they don't speak English or why it's like Iceland up there has it yeah of course I mean this is that's that's one of the things I will yeah. never understand yeah but like your your German is so accent free I actually thought that you like grew up in Germany yeah no 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 it didn't used to be like this <laughs> right um, it was fluent but uh, when when I really learned when uh, I start I I was in Hanover yeah for like a year exchange year while, while I still was in high school oh really yeah so uh, that's where I really learned because I was living in a tiny town with a guest family yeah still keep in touch by the way oh yeah that's nice like, yeah, yeah really really cool people you that's know awesome. and um, yeah they living there that's where where I just learned how to you know pronounce everything awesome do you think you developed an accent while you were there or do you think you're working on developing a Berliner accent well, yeah, I, I would like to, it depends wh who I talk to. Mm, okay. If I, if I speak to somebody uh, on a professional level, for example, like work interviews, I would never Berliner. Mm. Mm. Like, it's true though. It depends on who you talk to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I used example, to work in this like really dingy, like bar for a couple of months once, like an egg kneifer mm. and like, all the people who came there, all the frequent customers, all the Stammkunden were like real Berliner alcoholics. Yeah. <laughs> and they really expected them, me really, to be yeah. yeah, yeah, because they expected me to be from Berlin. So I really like tried to deliver. <laughs> yeah. 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 I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I do too. Does Eckkneipe this is off subject, but does that indicate like a lower level of kneipe? Yeah, well it just means corner It means bar. corner bar, but like I don't know, there's a thing like an like a Berliner Eckkneipe which just indicates like that it's been there for ever it's just like an old place with usually old customers who have been going there for like 30 years it's also oh, 24 hours yeah it's always like 24 hours usually yeah 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 the one i worked at was 24 hours and they're always like super dingy yeah yeah and then it's, it smells awful in there yeah like it's just cigarettes and and i'm a yeah. non-smoker so that was really traumatic for my lung <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> hopefully you didn't have to work there long just just a couple of months but like i i couldn't bear it any longer it was a horrible job goals versus reality what were your goals when you came here other than studying reality okay. versus expectations right expectations was not even 10 percent of what happened really my goals was like Go, study, come back. Right. And how, how did that measure up in to reality, what happened? In reality, is way better. <laughs> reality is find out who you are as a person, what you want to do. Oh, that's so interesting. Uh, finding uh, that you, like, I don't know, I don't know, uh, that I don't want to go back. Like, I don't really want to go back. Because I have a life here of my own that yeah. I constructed. And it's really cool i thought it was like yeah go study six years and then come back but it didn't happen like that like the reality is, is really way better i couldn't i couldn't imagine living anywhere else right yeah so how did it change you you, you discovered who you are so what was the like catalyst? first first of all because after my sixth year in college my parents were like well What's up? Are you going to come back or what? 
I'm like, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm still not done with, with college. Yeah, well, but you said six years and, and what have you been doing? What, what have you, what, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, well, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff, you know, <laughs> just going out. Yeah. Uh, getting lost, get, getting life experiences and also studying. Yes. But in my own rhythm, you know, also I didn't start as a mechanical uh, physics engineer. I wanted to do a bow engineer, like building engineer. Hmm. And then in the process, it changed. Yeah. You know, and it kept changing. For example, my, what I want to do right now was not my goal in the beginning. And now I, now I really know that I, that that's what I want to do. So I'm, I'm focusing my energy on quitting the other jobs and concentrating on that. I really like that German universities let you do that. They let you be flexible and like take your time. I know that in yeah. a lot of countries that's really not the case. Yeah, but back to what, when are you coming back? My parents. And then I was like, I don't know, mom, I, don't, I really don't know. Like, let me just find a, find, find a way here by myself. A long time they didn't understand. And then my dad was like, okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you this, all right? Because they, they were still paying my rent. Oh. Okay, so you're, you're not going to get any more money from me. I mean, you're like 25, come on, you know? Uh, so, yeah, you say you, you make so much money, uh, uh, then two things can happen. Even you run out of money and you come back, which is good because it's what I want. <laughs> Or you just make it by yourself, and that's also good because then that means that you're doing all right by yourself and you're like safe, self What is, what is it called? Self-sufficient. Self-sufficient, self yes. Yeah, well, student visa and... Um, yeah, I, 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 I want to turn it into a work visa. Right. And then I want to do the Einbürgerung, which is like to just get citizenship. Yeah. So how long does that take? Well, let's say I uh, in the first year of my uh, searched work visa, I find a place to work. It has to be six months Probezeit. Okay. And then when my contract is uh, unbefristet, like limitless, then uh, I can get the limitless working visa. Yeah. And then if I, then there's a test, like Einbürgerung, citizenship test. And then you have to be here for nine years. But if you have a college education, it reduces to six years. Nice. Oh. Yeah. So I'm, I'm way past that. Yeah. You're way yeah. past that. <laughs> if you're a student visa of any kind, they only count them a full year as a half year. But you're still past it. Yeah. So. So, why Berlin? What drew you here? It's actually the only place I got into university too. So it's pretty obvious I was gonna go. Uh, I applied to Hamburg and Munich and uh, Göttingen, Aachen. Okay. There's these like TU9 universities, all for engineering, technical. And uh, yeah, I got accepted in Berlin. I've never visited Berlin before. Right. Yeah. But you only apply to universities in Germany. I remember you saying that you went to a German school in Mexico. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, I didn't do the Abitur, which is the German school system. I did the Mexican one. 
And then uh, I really wanted to get into public university uh, in Mexico, and I just didn't get in. Oh. So um, there was my, my only opportunity was to go to a, a, a private university. And uh, first, it's really expensive in Mexico to go to these private universities. And then second, uh, I just didn't want to go to these fancy schools where you just like go there not to study, but to get to know people whose daddies are already mm. in the business. Yeah. And then you're caught up in all that like classism. And I don't, don't really don't like it. So it was my way to escape that, to come to Berlin. I had to do like um, two semesters before yeah. I started uni uh, to get kind of the same level that the German abitur had, because uh, the Mexican system is not recognized here. Right. What is requested from you, especially in math and physics in an engineering institution like TU Berlin, it's like way higher than any like high school in Mexico. Okay. Right. Yeah. So in a way, it was okay. But still, one more year. I had a, I had the advantage that I already knew German because of, I was in the German school, and for that it was a lot a lot easier for me than all the other people that were there, coming from this Sprachschule. Mm -hmm. uh, they had to do two years before they enter uni instead of one, so yeah. they have to get to C1 level in the first year, and then after that, two semesters Studienkolleg. That's what this. Mm -hmm. equivalent to abitur is and then uh yeah then you get your your place right but it's it's really um it's really easy to get a place when you come from this this institution because there's separate places you don't really compete with all the other german people right like if you're the the, f the only one that wants to study i don't know like let's say civil engineering in that place you have a place okay. like you're competing with nobody even if you have bad grades hmm. Like for me, that felt like a step up, yeah. you know, like Ausland up plus one. <laughs> yeah. So that sounds like a little bit of background on what you might have done to prepare when you were planning on moving here. Was there always an idea that you were going to though? Um, no, it was really spontaneous. But you did go to a German school, so there must have been some sort of notion in your family that like Germany was a good idea. Or... Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's just like pure... Uh, classism it's just the school the people from the high class it's just a very good school you know like I don't think my, my parents were like oh Germany uh, hmm. I, I don't think they know much about it you know right. it's just a really good school okay. and then everybody that goes to that school has really good opportunities in Mexico so that's that's why there was there was not so much preparing I was also 19 years old hmm. so um, it was kind of like just go, do your six years, you're gonna come back. You'll be back after six years. That's okay. And here and I am. You don't feel like here that. I am nine, <laughs> nine years after. Oh, no, wow. Yeah, yeah, this was 2009. Wow, okay. Yes, I didn't yes. realize you've been here for nine years. Yeah. Yeah. That is. Yeah. Has, has um, your feelings about Berlin changed over time? Yes, a lot. Like, uh, I wanna belong, like, legally to, to not only to Germany, also to Berlin, because. When, when uh, in the hostel where I work, people ask me, where are you from? I'm like, when are you allowed to say you're from a place? Right. right. How many years is there that you can mm -hmm. live there until you, you can say, well, I'm, I'm from Berlin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know, I, I still don't feel confident enough. 
But right. I, I feel in Berlin is probably fewer years than in most other places because most people are here for like, or like many people are here for, you know, a year or two or something. And then if you've passed like a five year threshold or something, you're basically a Berliner. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is going to get a lot of hate from like actual Berliners, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, well, that's that. There was not much preparation. I just like started. I remember the day really, really good. I flew to Frankfurt and then I took a ICE, the wrong ICE, by the way. Oh no! Yeah, sitting in the the buffet, the no, how is it? How is it called? The board. The board, board restaurant. Yeah, restaurant. Yeah, <laughs> sitting there, and then the guy comes like ticket, and I was super confident. I take out my tickets, and and then and then he's like, no, you're in the wrong train. That was my first experience, and then I'm there at Hauptbahnhof, have my guitar in my hand, and in in my suitcase. Now what? It's like the opening credits to a movie. Yeah. No, like really. Now what? I was there, and I don't even realize how my parents let me go. <laughs> because I remember my mom asking me, "Where are you gonna stay?" And then I, I showed her the website in my in my old computer at home with these like router like ding 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 still, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, "Here, look, Studentenwerk. This is the thing where the students' house is like student housing." You got look a place in Studentenberg? Wait, wait, look, wow. look at how many there are, Mom. Oh. I just oh. go there, here, I'm a student, and, and I just get a dorm. Oh. oh. No. Yeah. I'm so... Wow. First oh. day of university, I'm like, where's Studentenberg? I go to the Mensa, I talk to the concierge there, and I was like, hey, I'm Javi, I'm here. I, I would like a, a dorm. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll put you up for, like, next semester. And I'm like, what? No. Now. <laughs> I need a dorm now, but I, I don't believe, like, why, why did my parents not make sure that I had a place when I arrived? Right. <laughs> also, first four days that I was here, I didn't call back. Right. I'm so scared for little Javi, even though I know that you're here and you're fine. I'm like, uh, I didn't call back four, four days after. I was first, I was leaving these four days in a hostel in Steglitz. No. That's what that that's my 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 official first residence in Berlin. And then uh, they let you do that. You made your own melding at a hostel. No, no. Oh, no, no, okay. No, 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 no. Uh, There's a loophole days, in the system. Yeah. After four days, I I, I, I kept coming back to the uh, Menza to the Studentenberg yeah. because um, they said, well, if there's some cancellations, well, we can give it to you. And then, yeah, well, there's a cancellation available in Charlottenburg. And I there I go. I'm in this bus. And I look around me, there's this Asian guy right there, has the same papers as me. Oh no. I'm like, okay, like, so we get off in the same stop. DAK Klinik in West End. I'm like, okay, I start walking a little faster, faster, fa- he starts walking a little faster. <laughs> oh, you know? Then he starts running and then he gets there first and gets it. Oh of me. no. Yeah. So I was like, okay. This is a doggy dog town, you know. You have to be. It really is. You have to be careful when it comes to like living situations. So next Definitely. thing, ne- uh, like that was like the third day, fourth day. Uh, they told me uh, Pistorf has an opening. Where is that even? It's well, we. It's, it's like it's, southeast. There's like Ostkreuz, yeah. then Lichtenberg, yeah. then Friedrichsfelde Ost, and then Pistorf. Ah. So it's pretty far east. They have a really big lake, though. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. (laughs) I'm sure that's not what mattered to you, but... No, I was was doing one and a half hours to the university and Sadovashagat, and yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so I went there, and then I was like, I was the first one, you know, like this. (laughs) And then uh, (laughs) 
The guy's like, yeah, you want it? Yeah, Kaution, 500 Euro, yeah. Uh, okay, no problem. That's the only thing I did have, like, econ right. economic help from my parents. Like, yeah. That's the only thing that, that I really didn't struggle with was money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah you were lucky though in lucky, hindsight lucky. i mean i lived in a hostel like, almost a month before finding a flat in berlin wow I yeah know that. <laughs> yeah four days and then i had a one room apartment with a little kitchen and my private bathroom i remember my rent was 200 and two, 220 euros that wow. doesn't happen anymore no 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 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, after four days, I called my mom. Mom, here. I'm here in my dorm. I'm I'm cool. I'm okay. <laughs> she wasn't like even worried or something. She was like, ah, okay, cool. Thank you. Why do you think she was just like, oh, he's fine? Like she didn't stress. Yeah. Wh about why it. was she not freaking out? My mom would be freaking out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to send you into like an existential spiral, and you're like, mom, you yeah, leave no, here. You're no, like, no, mom, no. why don't you love no, me? No, no. For me, it was really like like. <laughs> It's how it's supposed to do like but but now it's it sounds so ridiculous to me that i did this because i know uh from working in the hostel yeah. how people really struggle uh you know uh finding a flat wait do you guys see people on the regular at the hostel that are not tourists that are just yes people every now and again yeah people definitely. that spend months yeah. and months there because they have to go through all the bureaucracy pro process you know wow and then uh yeah but there's also lucky people i remember there was this woman from uh new zealand like a month ago she stayed at our hostel for like literally three days before finding a flat yeah there's this lucky ones yeah. yeah but there's the unlucky ones that they give up and go back to their country that's true that happens that oh. happens yeah. too yeah no. that happens too that's gonna be heartbreaking yeah yeah Shit. <laughs> especially having everything that goes on in berlin just in front of your eyes when you just can't relax because you have to find a flat yeah mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and yeah uh, what was your first Meldung experience like? A Meldung experience? Yeah. Oh, well, it, it was not like like today that you do the, the Termin, you know, like the, the appointment. He just went and I remember, I thought it was like a five minute thing, you know, <laughs> and I went to Rathaus Charlottenburg because it's next to my university and right I was like, yeah, class. I have like an hour, let's go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I go. And this, you, like Rathaus Charlottenburg is like a very big old building with a clock tower, and like you enter and it's like a really big hallway. Oh, I, I've seen it from the outside. It's very beautiful. It's very nice. It's very nice. But then, where's this office? <laughs> so I just go, and then to the right it says like you know, very dirty sign Bürgeramt. <laughs> you know, doors like a bar. Like, eh. I'm like okay. I go there, yeah, Anmeldung, uh, okay, Ausweis. And then they gave me this for formula to, to fill in. And that's when I did the worst mistake of my Berlin experience. Kirchensteuer. Religion, Catholic. Oh, no. Yeah, I've been paying Kirchensteuer for nine years. Oh, no. That's horrible, I know. For all of our listeners, there is a church tax in Germany and... If you, while you register, say that you belong to a certain denomination, so usually Catholic or Protestant, they yeah. actually make you pay taxes for that. So you better believe. Yeah, so either you're actually a believer or you just say that you don't have a religion, religion yeah. or faith or anything. 
I just did the, you know, I just did it in the formulary because I didn't, I didn't come up with any other. But if you want to back out of it also, you have to get, um, like a written form from like your priest, from your home district. And I know that like in Poland, at least when you have to go through the process of, what's it called? Not excommunication. No, you have to be excommunicated for you to be able to come back to Germany. It's a different So what they do, they just shame you? No, it's it's called apostasy. (laughs) That's what apostasy. Yeah. That's the process. What that you have to go through. And that's different than excommunication. Yes, because apostasy is like I I don't know if that's a difference, but I think apostasy is when you request it, and excommunication is basically if you do something that is so horrible that they throw you out. Uh, okay. Oh right. So yeah. that's the it's it's equal to wanting out. Yeah, yeah, basically. Right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I I, I I had the formula, and then I I I was sitting there for hours. Yeah. Because there was no no Tamina. There was just people coming in and then there was the people that there is and then there was like a big big room where it's just people sitting not even the numbers like the that is now now yeah. it's really now it's really cool and now it's cool I'm yeah now it's cool now, yeah now you just go there wait for your number you have it you you printed it you know you're you're ready mm-hmm. and then that's it yeah you know? so how were you called up then if there was no number oh, you get the number there oh. like it's like oh. you get the number there so you have to be there as early as possible, basically. Yeah, yeah. And I was there like at noon. <laughs> oh, shit. Like so I was pr- pretty much the last one. I yeah. lost the whole day of class. Uh, and then, um, yeah, I, I, I went, uh, went out with my Anmeldung in B-Store from mm-hmm. Charlottenburg. That was also like a roll of the dice because I didn't know if I, want, if I, if I needed to go to B-Store Bürgeramt or, to, or, or if I could do it in any... Any mm-hmm. other, but apparently you can do it. You can do it in any. But like you can do it at any Burgeramt inside of Berlin. Yeah. A B. I don't even remember who I asked that. Uh, maybe my guest family in Hanover. Mm. Yeah, and then they were like, "Yeah, you remember we we, we took you to the Burgeramt?" And I'm like, "Okay, Burgeramt. I'll Google it. I Google it." <laughs> and then I went. Was positive. That's good. It's weird though that there's such a like lack of information and like every Anmeldungs process seems to be very like diy when it comes to informing yourself and in the end it, it does often work out like it works out yeah or yeah, we yeah. just hear the stories that it does work out because the true. other ones have left the country yeah <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> that's yeah that's dark So you lived in Mexico before. Um, how does German bureaucracy compare to what you've experienced there in terms of Mexican bureaucracy? bureaucracy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, I have to laugh because Mexican bureaucracy is for me like, um, like it's like a roll in the dice. You, you don't really know what you're going to get. You don't really know what you're going to, what you're going to miss. There's information in the internet, but it's not always updated. And every Mexican will laugh when they hear this. If you don't have your black pen, you're out. And of course, outside of the office, there's a guy selling black pens. <laughs> yeah. So it has to be it's black like have, ink specifically. Yeah, no, no. It's like you have all your uh, all your documents. Let's say if you want to, for, for the license, for the driver's license or yeah. something like that, you know? or for the passport you have 
all your documents and whatever. And then at the end, when it comes to signing or uh, having the, the, the filling out the form, oh, you don't have your pen? Oh, okay, sorry. And then you, there's people like asking like a pen, a pen, and they don't have a pen there. They don't have, they no. don't lend you a pen. No, no, because the guy that's outside is like related to the guy that needs the pen. Oh know? my God. Yeah. That's and wild. then you're like, and then and then they're like the typical Mexican phrase, "Help me help you." Oh, I'm sorry. I want to help. Help Spanish? me, help me help you. Ayúdame ayudarle. It's very formal as well. Yeah. Oh, you, oh yeah. You don't you. use first person, second. I mean, second person. Yeah, no. That that was the the Mexico. not the royal, the the the, the yeah. respectful one. Yeah, that's so condescending. Though. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, so for me, German bureaucracy works, works very well. Like, right. Like if I compare it to any other office I've been to in Mexico. Yeah. There's no pen bribery involved. No, there's no pen bribery involved. There's no miscommunications. There's no, oh, I'm taking a break right now. Oh, wait, but I've been waiting for five hours. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> like there's, there's no one computer for a thousand people. <laughs> There's no, you didn't bring five copies of every document and then there's a copier guy outside also, <laughs> you know, it's, it's <laughs> oh, your copies, you forgot. They always like, oh, you forgot. They, they make it think it's your fault, you know? Right. Yeah. It's, oh. You forgot the black pen. Oh, okay. Next, <laughs> please. Next, please. It's like gaslighting. <laughs> yeah, it is like gaslighting. Yeah. Here it's the best example I can say is the bank. Like there's no bank in Mexico where people will greet you at the entrance and then you, they sit you down at the desk and then okay, they're like, you never... want, you want a coffee? What? You yeah. Want, they totally do that. Okay. What bank are you guys? And you're at? like, Sparkasse. it's incredible how they treat their customers, you know, but they also like charge fees, extra fees for everything. Yeah. So you paid for the coffee, but basically, <laughs> I don't know. It felt great. You know? <laughs> But for the student visa, don't you need to have a blocked account for your money? Uh, no, you have uh, you have to. Well, this is something that I didn't say. Like my visa, first I I, I had to get it in Mexico. Mm -hmm. Like you cannot arrive in Germany as a tourist and then kind of like arrange here your papers to get another type of visa. Okay. You have to do it in your embassy. Okay. So, uh, no, they don't expect you to have any kind of, any kind of bank account or anything, you know, they just like, they just expect you to be able to, to sustain yourself. Like you, it's like, it's like the Vonungs, like, like when you're looking for a flat that you have to kind of show that you have money yeah. enough to pay rent mm -hmm. and it has to be three times as much as the rent or something yeah. like that. Then it's like that. But, uh, um, uh, for me it was, it was okay because my, my grandfather had like this workshop. Right. Uh, oh yeah, you can do a workshop. Yeah, and then and then right. he signed for me that he was like responsible for all my. So okay. for all of our listeners, that is in case you don't have your own blocked account, you can get someone else to sign that they are willing to support you if you don't make it financially. But then they are liable for like anything that happens to you, including like if you get like hit by a bus and your insurance doesn't cover getting your body back to yeah your anything home country anything. or whatever yeah. yeah. I, I just went there and I'm a student. I would like to open an account. 
Yeah, yeah, got my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I was so intimidated at the beginning. Official processes like at you know in a bank, people being that nice to you. I was really intimidated that you know if they offered me a coffee, I wouldn't accept. I'd be just like, oh, just water, please, because I was so like freaked out by their niceness. <laughs> it's like it's like for example in Mexico in the bank, you know, there's like literally like. 10 inch glass walls in between the employees in and the and the customers you Shit. know like really and then you get the money through like a slot yeah and then like this you mm -hmm, know mm -hmm. oh that exists yeah. in Poland as well plus and they like shout at you yeah and it's and it's like huge <laughs> lines well, you have to get through the 10 inch glass so. <laughs> no there, there's no 10 inch glass so it's just like pure old-fashioned being unfriendly to customers Yeah, yeah. No, I, I I hated the the lines, the huge lines. You 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 would lose like a lot of time going to a bank in Mexico. Because mm. also now there is ATMs that you can offer it yourself, but before there there were you you just went to the counter and a lot of people in Mexico that's what they do because that's what that's what they know. It's been their their whole life like that. Yeah, they don't trust like the machine. They just mm. go and say, hey, I want to deposit this much. I have it here, and then they have to talk to a person. I feel like that's also a phenomenon in Germany, though. I think in Poland, definitely as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. People not trusting machines and wanting to, I especially like it. old people face to face. Yeah. I, I like it. I'm, I'm, I'm. There's one thing I uh, I don't like about uh, Germany is the Diskretionsabstand, <laughs> which is the 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 space that that you have to have. You know, in the. The, the barrier that if you're an unknown person is like just don't don't look at me don't talk to me you know I actually really like that <laughs> yeah Teresa too Teresa's my girlfriend by the way yeah but she's Portuguese maybe that's just a European thing I, I, I don't know and it was was difficult at the beginning in my first year or something that you really get a loneliness you know mm. yeah hmm. and then that's uh, that's when I, I moved to a vegan oh yeah whole different story Yeah. It's supposed to get used to it. I really, I really just I know, like now, now I'm used to it. Now I'm used yeah. to it. Yeah. yeah. But I do like when people, you know, talk to you. I don't. How did you work through that loneliness? I mean, you joined a vegay, but like, did you find like any sort of like, I don't know, clubs or like things that you did on the regular um, that sort of helped with that? I had a lot of Spanish friends in this Studentenwohnheim where I used to live. Mm -hmm. But then they all kept changing because I lived there for a year and then every semester there was new ones. Hmm. And then it, the first, the first ones were okay. And then we're still, we're still friends. Yeah. And then it came new ones and new ones. And I st and I stayed there, you know, some, some of them were staying for like three months or something yeah. like that, you know, and then, and then you get kind of, yeah, all right. I, 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 I kind of miss, miss the other ones. You get burnt out. Like, yeah, yeah. On exactly. reinvesting. Because, like, every time you're telling your story, it's like, oh. Exactly. It starts to get, your own story gets old to you. And you're like, I don't want to do this again. Can yeah, we just then, be friends? And, like, I don't. Yeah, and then you, you know me, I know you, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I But changed there's a lot to, of that here. Yeah. I mean, because there's so much turnover. It's yeah. such an international city. People change quite a bit. Definitely. Yeah, dealing with the loneliness, uh, friends. A lot of friends, yeah, and just be social, go out, and uh, yeah, yeah, not not just like be home and be like melancholic. <laughs> I didn't do that, yeah. And my first vegan was 
very interesting because I was living with an alcoholic Polish guy <laughs> and it was like a lot to deal with because this guy was, um, you know, he was out for four days straight, didn't come home and then came home with some sort of injury. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Like regularly? Regularly, every two weeks or something. Oh, I was oh like, how do, you, how do you do with work? And he used to work at the Freie University at the philosophy faculty because he was studying philosophy there. That's so philosophy student. And then, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, then like like horrible, horrible stories. Yeah, and and also like at work, working in the hostel was like, I, I found a lot of friends, you know, there. Found my girlfriend. It's the best part of my Berlin story. Yeah, <laughs> and um, yeah, I don't know. Like money, of course, was very important that I, I, I never had like to struggle. Yeah, when, where I want to pay rent for or if I get fired, what's going to happen or whatever. I was lucky to have my the financial uh, help of my parents. How did your relationship change with your parents while you were here? Like when, how often did you Skype them? How often did you visit? Was there different expectations at because first, they were paying for things? At first, no, it's, it's always been like weekly, like weekly but talking. And then uh, it's always it's always been like about their world. Hmm. They, they didn't really have like a lot of interest in what I was doing. I, I think like the first four years or something, they didn't really understand why I was studying. What's what's his uh, engineering? Uh, mechanical engineering. Okay. And I'm like, no, mom. It's like applied physics to engineering. It's different. And she's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I wouldn't have understood yes, that difference either. Yeah. Like, to, be, to be fair. Yeah. Do you think they wanted to like tempt you, tempt you back to Mexico so that yes, they were? Yes, every time, every call. There was there okay. was there was times where I was like, my my dad was like, why well, you don't call me and whatever, and like, because every time it's like two hours of. You know, you would make so much money with your talent here in Mexico and whatever. Uh, I could, I have a guy that could like connect you with this other guy, and then you could work here and here and there, and you would be making this and this much money and whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, mm -hmm. Dad, why don't you just ask me how I am? Yeah. What did I do on the weekend? Or, you know, have they come to visit you? Never. But you've been to Mexico. Yeah, I go every second year or every year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you have siblings? Yes, I have a brother. Okay. You do? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Still in Mexico. Younger, younger brother, okay. still in Mexico, studied in Canada. Oh, okay. Yeah. But he came back? He came back, yeah. Do you get a lot of like, oh, you're well, your brother came back? <laughs> yes. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> but um, um, he kind of, like, he, he always uh, wanted to do what, what I did, what I did, and he always, he always told me, like, hey, what can you recommend? And then when I when I, when I was already in Berlin and, and experience, experiencing all these like super cool things here by myself, I was like, "Dude, you have to go somewhere," you know. And then he was like, "Yeah, okay, okay." And then he he got like a, a place in Canada where he's uh, studied sociology and uh, met his girlfriend, mm -hmm. and now they live both in Mexico. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, and uh, he's uh, it's also a very very good thing for me that he's back. Because a big thing of me not coming back was like, what's going to happen with the family business? Oh. You know, that was a big thing for me because I, I really was like, yeah, what's going to happen mm. at some point, you know? Right. People are, people, my dad's going to be old and 
what's going to happen with the family business. Mm-hmm. You so know? your brother can carry so on. So my brother is the one keeping the family business. Nice. And I'm free of it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and everyone nice. feels good about that. That's amazing. Oh, I feel great about no, that. No, that's really, that, it's, that's so beautiful that that worked out so perfectly. Yeah, and it, he's it was, like happy it's perfect. Happy. He's there. He has the, you know, family business. It's right, really nice. If, if there's any advice you could have given yourself when you were moving here nine years ago, what would it have been? It would have been be, be aware that you have a Studentenwohnheim place before you fly to another continent. <laughs> it would be um, tell your parents that you, have, that you want to stay before. So it would, it would have been easier, you know? But you didn't I kept, know. Because I kept... Yeah, in a way, I did know. Oh, okay. Mm. Like, I kept delaying that news, you know? Now they know. Right. But it was like coming out for me, like, I'm a Berliner. <laughs> 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 I don't want to go back to Mexico. Right. Yeah. That's it. So, yeah. Do you have any Berlin recommendations? What are places you enjoy in Berlin? Well, like I said, like my favorite thing in Berlin to say to to do is is just go to a Speti, you know. And um, I feel like the majority of cool things that have happened to me once I'm out has been from Speti to Speti, you know. Mm. Like I don't, I'm not a club guy, clubbing guy. I'm more like yeah. a bar guy. Same. You know, but more like I'm just being outside and have some beers outside. Javi actually had a lot of great Shvedi recommendations, and we've saved that content for a mini episode. So make sure you're subscribed to our podcast on iTunes or following us on Spotify. That way, you're sure to get our next episode as soon as we release it. If the weather keeps up the spring-like temperatures, a recommendation for a great Schwedi beer will be the perfect thing for the next sunny weekend afternoon. We'd also love to see you on social media, not just to hear your feedback, though we love the feedback, uh, but we're also interested in hearing your questions. What visa conundrum are you facing? We'd love to address it on the podcast, so please get in touch with us via the website, berlinpodcast.com, our Facebook page, or Twitter, at Berlin Podcast. Links are in the show notes. As always, thanks for listening. We hope we're adding something to your journey, and we're so glad you're here. That's the kind of stuff we should say on the podcast. <laughs> Is it recording now? Yeah, it's recording now. Thank you so much. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a pleasure, and thank you for inviting me. Thanks for being I on the hope, podcast. Uh, I hope um, that people uh, have, uh, by listening to this, uh, a little, a little more knowledge about how to deal with this. <laughs>